that fateful decision that I made to continue my education has been reflected all the while in my continued drive to always be learning. It informs my philosophy and my approach to wellness within myself, and it informs the work I do with others. It has been a driving force ever since, and I love it. And I would later come to understand, actually, that part of that desire was a passion for sharing what I've learned. It's one of the reasons that I do the podcast. And this became very apparent in a single interaction that I had with a hiring manager at Kaplan Test Prep in New York City some years later when he asked me, Craig, what would you do if you never had to work a day in your life? And my answer came quickly, although I hadn't really thought about it much, that I would put on one of those reflective construction vests and I would help people find their way around the New York City subway. And when he offered me the job, he said to me, uh, Craig, how would you like to put on that vest and help our students find their way? It was a very clever comment on his part, but it perfectly captured how I wanted to operate. And I have referred to that moment many times since. And it was a great decision for me to go back to school during that troubling period, though made out of desperation to a degree but it gave me a stronghold against depression. I came into the performing arts program in my mid-20s with 10 years of theater experience, helping to boost my confidence, and I took every bite out of that two years that I could. And all the while, actually, I continued to thrive and to grow in the community theater world uh, that had come to be so incredibly important to me. And coupled with my studies, uh, that gave me more than enough light to keep me feeling pretty darn good. My mom and her new husband uh, provided me with more than enough room uh, and board to carry me through. Um, Her generosity and that of my stepdad and my father uh, just would never waver. But that did get a little old. Uh, Didn't take too long. (laughs) (laughs) And I was ready to find my own place to live again. But I do think that that short time with my mom and stepdad was offered by the universe as just an opportunity to center myself. Uh, (laughs) I've seen that story in the movies and, and on TV, and it certainly happens in real life. You get batted around or you bat yourself around enough in life that you just have to seek out the safest place you can think of mom's house. That's what it was for me. And I was lucky that she was available and willing and able. But I eventually started the standard find an apartment type of thing and nothing out of the ordinary, except that it resulted in me moving into a sorority house. (laughs) What an unexpected turn of fate. It was a sorority that drew me to the brotherhood of my fraternity, to a critical period of growth in my life and how I thought about things. It turned me into a respectable man. And now here was a sorority that had a single room available to rent to a man that had to be mature and respectable. They wouldn't allow a non-sister female. (laughs) Of course, if my history with women was going to be any guide, there was little chance that I was going to be a well-behaved gentleman under those circumstances. Being the only male allowed in the house any time, day or night, 
I thought I had slipped into a dream come true. But it wasn't to be quite like that. And I quickly realized that, you know, partially because of my age and certainly because of the new energy, the new vibe I I was given off, I was seen as an older brother, a source for advice. And uh, unfortunately, the only one who really seemed to care if the place was ever clean. (laughs) But it worked for me. It was crazy, actually, for several reasons, but it worked. I had some solid footing in school. I loved the classes, loved the people involved. It was a bit of a conflict, actually, to balance my, uh, my long-standing community theater work and relationships with what I needed to do for school, uh, but it played itself out pretty smoothly, actually. And you know, my time at school is, is, is oddly summed up by this image of me walking uh, across a concrete campus in the distance with the sun shining brightly in the foreground, the background, I suppose, me with my beard and dark black hair down my back, a leather jacket and a cane, because I had not yet taken control of my low back issues. So now and then, a cane. Maybe because I was older or because I was moving in a chosen, purpose-filled direction for the first time in my life, but I was feeling good. There was light, like the sun in that picture, shining on me and in me, my brain troubled only by the typical pressures of school life and love life, but not by darkness. And also probably because I was more mature and intentional, I managed to get some outstanding grades and I was ready for grad school. I was in my element. I felt strong and capable and confident. Maybe too much so, I suppose. Nature doesn't really like so much confidence, I guess. You've got to be careful. But I wouldn't see that important lesson for just a little while longer. For now, I had some more living to do because my brother's move to South America provided a wonderful opportunity for me to travel and explore. And I had been doing so for the previous few years, a wonderful trip to the Amazon and Venezuela to Angel Falls, walks through the city of Buenos Aires. And and after earning the bachelor's, a 9,000 foot icy climb up an active volcano south of Santiago, Chile. I have a picture of me at the summit crater, jazz hands in full force, and it's a picture I use to this day as inspiration and as a reminder of possibilities. And yes, the second period of school, actually, I developed jazz hands, uh, a tendency for jazz hands. And and actually, it is a reflection of my confidence. It's a reflection of, hey, check out this scenery. And it is absolutely a reflection of the joy that I was experiencing. And, you know, my family and even my band actually uh, tease me about jazz hands still. And it's one of the very few things I don't mind being teased about. (laughs) And that summer after uh, graduation was also going to be my first and only experience with summer theater. I was offered the role of Audrey the Plant in Little Shop of Horrors. I ended up actually taking a a role in a show called Mark Twain the Musical. Multiple roles in that show. And it's a long-standing, long-running summer musical about Mark Twain. It took place in Elmira, New York, where he spent many summers and is is actually uh, buried there. 
I was one of the few actors who would be bringing my own vehicle. A dynamite, perfectly fitting black two-door Honda Civic SI with stick shift. Like my own private little rocket ship. And it was to take me around the country that fall for my search for grad schools. There was no way I was leaving it behind for the summer. Although a couple people did suggest that I should have left it behind for the summer. But, you know, what happened would have likely happened regardless. I think the work that I needed to have done on the car would have eventually been done. And maybe the error made by the mechanic might not have occurred, but there's no way to know. As it happened that summer, however, my sense of direction and purpose would be challenged. In a matter of just a few minutes, (laughs) my whole life and my whole plan would turn upside down. A near instant fiery change of direction and philosophy about what life had in store for me. Until next time.